His Love Christian Fellowship is excited to share this podcast with you. We hope you enjoy this message. Okay, Ron and Teresa are gone. They went to the Send yesterday. Did anyone get to see any of that besides, I know Tony did. Oh, hey, bunch over here. Wow. Am I the only one that didn't get to watch some of that or what? <laughs> you didn't either, TJ. You didn't? Okay, so I'm not the only one. <laughs> I hear it was awesome. Uh, Ron and Teresa said it was an awesome um, place to be. They said before they even got inside, the presence of the Lord was just strong around that place. And um, they said it was a um, neat thing because the youth was the majority. She said um, her and Ron were actually a minority. It was like all young um, people. And when I say youth, that's anybody below 30, right? Or 40 now, I think. <laughs> got 40. Anybody below 40? 41? 45? <laughs> that's right. So you seem by under 50. I'll go with that. <laughs> oh, but in other words, they were just in awe of all the young people there um, praying and just crying out. And they said it was definitely a neat thing to see. And um, I guess you can, uh, I don't know if they record it where you can go on and watch it later or not. Yeah, I'm not sure how that works, but... Uh, yeah, but anyway, that was a neat representation for our church to be there. Um, they went for us. They had wanted to go. We'd want to take a group, and then we found out with finances and everything that it was going to be a real stretch, and we felt like we wasn't supposed to. Well, they said it was the Lord that we didn't. I guess they went to get two bottles of water, and it cost them $20. <laughs> and uh, they said there wasn't hardly any food there. It was like real limited and so people were waiting for hours in line for food. And she's like, this wouldn't have worked well with all our kids. <laughs> so it was the Lord that we didn't end up taking a group. But we were represented there. And um, that was a really neat thing that they done. Um, I think that uh, there was a lot of different churches and, and ones represented there. I don't know who all spoke, but I think there was quite a few and um, I'm anxious to get on. I know there'll be podcasts with what they shared and things, so I'm anxious to hear some of those. Um, when we were praying during worship, I just felt like s there may have been some words or uh, things that people saw during that time. Did you? Did anyone see anything that they would? Well, I don't want to say you'd like to share because I'm gonna call you up here if you raise your hand. But <laughs> did anyone see anything when we was praying for people? I shouldn't have broke that to you before I asked. <laughs> it seemed like the Lord was really moving, and I felt like he just said he was given uh, visions, and um, I don't know, maybe it'll be later, but I think the Lord's bringing us into a new place. Have we got some? Look at that. So I wasn't. Come up here, Kristen. <laughs> now I feel better. Someone raised their hand. Hanging, so. I was just going to keep it to myself. And during worship, um, I saw two pictures. Uh, first of all, I started having all of these hard situations coming into my mind that people are facing. And it was just one right after the other, just situations. And then I saw two pictures. I saw the Lord standing with his arm, carrying those things. 
But then I also heard the Lord say, now open your eyes and look. And there are more with you in these things than there than than you think you know you're feeling all alone in it you're I don't know how I'm going to do it I don't I don't know my healing how am I going to get that you know it all of these things but the Lord of Angel Armies I just saw I heard the I mean it was amazing it was I saw the dust kicking up under the horse's feet there there is we have the victory already, and I believe the Lord is showing me we are already victorious if we could just tap into that place of knowing who we are and who is with us and that we're never alone. We have the victory. That's awesome. Yep. That is cool. Anyone else have anything? Um, I felt like I had a word that went along with that, and um, when we was praying for people, and it's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, um, and we all know the story, but I was just thinking um, when the king called them in, you know, said, you did not bow down to my God and all that, and <laughs> he said everything he said, you know, he's gonna, he was going to throw them in a fiery furnace and all that, but their response, I keep coming back to their response, they said, oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. But even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. Now, I don't know why I've been stuck on this the last two or three weeks, but what a key and I felt like the Lord was saying that over our healings and the struggles and the things that people's been walking through is when we don't see the answer right away and we get prayer and it's like where is it at if we can stand like they did and say you know what it doesn't matter if I see it right now my God can rescue me and even if he doesn't I'm going to stand in the place of knowing who he is and knowing that he's the only true God and he can do as he pleases, but he is more than capable of healing me in this situation, delivering me from these hard things. It's just, I don't know, it's, um, it's one of the most encouraging scriptures I've uh, been dwelling on lately of doesn't matter what we go through, it doesn't matter where we're at, uh, what we're dealing with, what we've done wrong, um, what we've done that's, uh, as far as I was thinking of all the illnesses and sicknesses and all the things that we've been walking in, you know, and you think, Lord, we want to be set apart. We want to be different. We want to be a body that, that walks above these infirmities. And I think we will. I really believe he has that for us. But if he never does, we still believe him. We still know that he's good and he carries us through all those situations. So that's just a little side note I was feeling again as we was worshiping. And uh, I'd like to pray to get us started this morning. Lord, I just thank you for today. Lord, I thank you that you're good. Lord, I thank you that you see each and every person in this place that, Lord, needs a touch from you. Lord, that um, our standing in uh, full belief that you're a good father and you know 
who they are and what they need in their lives at this point. And Lord, we come into agreement for complete healing and restoration and Lord, a place of walking above our earthly pains and sufferings that not that we won't have them, but Lord, that um, the world sees a difference between who we are in you and who they are without you. Lord, we just thank you because you're faithful. We just lift up your name, Lord. In Jesus' name. Okay, so what I was wanting to talk about this morning is our purpose um, from our Heavenly Father. And what I'd done was I called this, uh, or I titled this, Let Our Purpose Be Seen Through Our Father's Perspective, because each and every one of us have a purpose, and it's different for every person, okay? But it seems to me, my struggle is seeing what my purpose is from my father's perspective. There are certain things in my life that I know, yes, I'm supposed to do this, and I go after it, and it's easy because my mindset is I'm called to it, it's going to happen. And then there's other areas that I know he's speaking to me, and it's really hard to push into. It's like not quite so easy. It's a struggle all the time. It's um, more of a challenge, let's say. And so I was just seeking the Lord on this, and I read a book by Bill Johnson. It's The Way of Life. I think it's his newest one, but um, it is an awesome book for anyone who hadn't read it. And he, he has a lot of things in there, and I'm only going to touch on a few of them this morning. But what I was feeling like is... The Lord's saying, be who you are, not anyone else. And um, especially, I keep coming back to the youth because of the sin and all this thing, but especially youth, be who you are. Don't look at someone else and say, oh, I'd like to be like them, or if I could only have this, or if I only had that gifting. Who you are is exactly who your Heavenly Father created you to be. And there'll never be anyone else who can accomplish what he created you to be. And if you start trying to get off like the world wants you to do and be like someone else, then you're aborting the calling that he has for your life because there is no one else like you. There never will be. So seek the Lord in who he wants you to be and walk as. And don't worry about the world and those around you. Push forward in who you are. The Lord created each and every one of us to be special with a specific purpose. No one else can fulfill or attempt to fulfill that purpose. Our, our purpose is who we are. It is how the Lord created us, and our job is to walk out that calling and purpose. And in Bill Johnson's book, he put a, a statement in there that I thought was awesome. It says, what we think is possible during our lifetime has a radical effect on our approach to life. The believer has an advantage as we have the privilege of living with no impossibilities. If this becomes our true attitude, our thoughts, and our mentality, it helps to shape our worldview. And what we can accomplish will dramatically shift if we can come into that place. If we can come into the place that, of knowing what he's telling us, who we are, and it's possible through him, everything else will line up. 
So I put in here what what we think is possible during our lifetime has a radical effect on our approach to life. So I believe this is a major key to anything we accomplish. If we believe it's possible, we approach it in a completely different manner than if we don't believe it's possible. Our mindsets that we have formed over the years directly affect what we believe and what we do not believe is possible. The next part of this quote is the one we need to get <laughs> so ingrained in our spirits that there is no wavering in it, and that was, the believer has an advantage as we have the privilege of living with no impossibilities. That's kind of like standing in the place of knowing we serve a heavenly father that can do anything we ask above what we can believe or conceive in our minds because he lives from a completely different perspective and he created us in his image but it's easy in this world to get caught up in the i can't i don't see how it's not possible here on earth that's never been done before all the things that we come into and i talked a little bit the last time i had shared about like um the different things that once somebody broke a mindset, how so many people after that could accomplish the same thing. Well, it's that way in all things. And I was just thinking this weekend with the send, I was thinking of the different ones, and um, I thought of Billy Graham, and I, Hannah shared with me this morning that it was kind of like a memorial to him. The send was, I guess. I didn't realize that. But before Billy Graham came along, would anyone have believed that someone could go in and pack out stadiums, <laughs> preach a sermon, and see awesome signs and wonders and miracles take place? And it was so above and beyond what the world believed was possible, the naysayers would say, oh, it's fake. All those people fall down because they're with him. Those ones in the wheelchair, they work for him, and they stand up just to make it look like the Lord's doing something. Why? Because in the natural mindset, that's not possible. In the world, you can't go and pray for someone in a chair and then just stand up because the world doesn't have our Heavenly Father. And he was an awesome example of what's possible in a world that say the things of our father are impossible. <laughs> then you have Bill Johnson. He was another one. He crossed so many lines. To me, I think, and in my lifetime, I don't know of anyone who's crossed denominational lines like Bill Johnson and brought groups together, praying, seeking Jesus. And you look back and you're like, wow, used to those denominations would never have anything to do with each other. All they would do is point out each other's faults. And now he's got them gathering and praying in big groups and getting together and worshiping. And they've got their uh, worship CDs through all different denominations. They didn't used to be out there, <laughs> you know. So he's done major things. And then you think of Todd White. He's a younger one that's got into this movement. And what's he done? They've done videos of him and and different ones going out and ministering and having healings in places that we would have been scared to go before, you know. Um, so you have these different ones that are not hung up on impossibilities because they've come into a connection with their father that 
um, sets them apart from everyone else. So, so how is it possible that we come into that place? I think we all know the answer to that. It's possible by walking our calling and the leading of the Holy Spirit with the assurance that our Heavenly Father loves us enough to accomplish all he's called us to. If we come into this place, not only will it shape our worldview, but it will shape the world around us into the kingdom realm that is bringing heaven to earth as we bring our calling into fruition fruition on this earth okay so everybody like i say i i can't stress this enough especially for the youth everyone's different so if you see someone doing something that you think is awesome or you know it's a real blessing or whatever be the case you have the same gifting in you and what you're called to it may not be the same thing that person's called to but you're called into awesome gifting of your heavenly father in whatever area that is. And it's not any less. Matter of fact, yours is just as important as theirs. You know, for years, I thought these professional athletes that play sports, you know, and they make millions of dollars and play basketball or football. I'm like, what a waste. You know, someone could really uh, represent the Lord and, and do a lot with what they have. But here lately, I've been looking at that, and I'm like, you know, their gifting comes from the Lord. It just does. Yeah, they try. I mean, they put in a lot of effort to get there. But if they didn't have a gift from the Lord to be in that profession, they wouldn't be able to do it. And so in what they do, they have the opportunity to represent a father that we know and love that the world is craving and if they can do that as a professional athlete, they will be just as important as the minister that stands up and preaches every Sunday morning or the missionary that goes to a foreign country because the key is each and every person representing our Father for the world who do, that does not know Him to come to Him. And so, I don't know, I've just, I just been feeling like the Lord's grace is sufficient it doesn't matter how someone gets to a platform. It doesn't matter what they've done wrong in their life. If they grab a hold of the Lord and begin to represent him well, he will bless them in that. And they will have um, abundance in their life for representing their father well. So why would I doubt what my calling is or how I'm going to accomplish it or if I'm hearing the Lord correctly? I believe it's because we make things more complicated than they're supposed to be. That's what I believe. And it may just be me, but I think I make things a lot more complicated than they're supposed to be. Ethan talked about this on Thursday night um, during the School of Ministry, and I thought, that's awesome. That's exactly what I feel with their everyday walks. And he was saying, you know, praying for people for healing. There's nothing that says you have to spend so many hours with the Lord every night. You have to do this. and that. There's not a guideline that says this is how you get it done. It's real simple. It's doing what he tells you to do. If you run into someone who needs prayer and you feel like the Lord nudge you to say pray for that person, you pray for them. And you don't sit there and dwell over the fact of they got healed or they didn't get healed. You do what he tells you and you move on. That's what he's called us to do because 
he didn't make us capable of doing his work alone. He made us capable of letting his spirit flow through us and accomplish what he wants to do. So literally, it's nothing to do with what we're capable of doing. It is what are we willing to do? Are we willing to let him flow through us and pray for people, heal the sick, pray for them, and they don't get healed? You know, I had a guy last week that we had prayed for on one of the school of ministry times when we went out and prayed for people. It was a week or two ago. Anyway, I saw him, and um, the kids all had prayed for him, and he didn't get healed. But I saw him again, and he was so touched by the kids all praying for him when we'd done that that he was still saying, I want to come to your church sometime. I've been wanting a church that believes like that and all this. Now, will he ever come? I don't know. But did that touch him that we prayed for him in the place where he was, even though he didn't get healed? Yeah. I feel like that is just as important as the healings that take place because people realize the Lord loves them because someone cares enough to pray for him, even though he didn't get the complete healing he needs. So I was just th thinking about that for myself. And, you know, why do I make it so complicated? Why do you get caught up in, oh, I didn't do this right, or I didn't do that right, or I didn't respond to this person right, or that one? And really, the Lord's just telling us to relax and just be who we are and let him flow through us. You know, he's big enough to fix our mistakes. <laughs> he cares about those people more than we do. Why do we get caught up in what we've messed up or what we're going to do wrong or what we might do wrong when he's sitting back saying, just relax. Just walk in who you are and be who you're called to be. So Genesis <laughs> 1, 26-31 is where... God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. Then God said, Look, I have given you every seed-bearing fruit or seed-bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for your food. And I have given every green plant as food for all the wild animals, the birds in the sky, and the small animals that scurry along the ground, everything that has life. And that is what happened. Then God looked over all he had made, and he saw that it was very good. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the sixth day. When the Lord created us, he did not say, okay, to be good, you have to do this, 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 and this. Okay? He created us, and he said it is very good. Because man was made to be who they are. Who are we? A representation of him. We're made in his likeness. So when he created us in his likeness, he wasn't setting a bunch of guidelines for us. I think that means that our callings, our giftings, and possibilities 
were created inside of us. I can't look at everyone else and say that there's never and say that's never been done, so it's impossible because there's never been another me. So I can't look at other people when I'm trying to walk in what the Lord's called me to do and say, there's just no way because that's never been accomplished before. Well, I wasn't made before. It's the same with each and every person in here. If um, I was looking at Paul and said, I'm supposed to be a farmer just like he is, we would be a major failure because I couldn't do it. <laughs> okay, because I wasn't created in his image. I wasn't created the way he was. It's the same way with each and every one of us. So um, it was like a freeing thing to me to realize I don't have to accomplish what someone else has accomplished. I don't have to have an example of saying this is possible because they've accomplished it. And when you lift that off, it's a whole different perspective of what you feel like the Lord's calling you to. That's how the enemy deceives us because no one else can do what we're created for. So when things seem impossible, they are to others because we were created for our own purpose on the earth. And the things that are earthly possible are no hindrance to a people. I'm sorry, the things that are earthly impossible are no hindrance to a people that have a heavenly father. Okay, so we don't care if it's earthly possible. What we care is, what are we called to? Do we have confirmation? Are we walking with brothers and sisters that can confirm what we're called to? Okay, press into it. Our Heavenly Father makes all things possible. I'm going to say that again. Earthly impossibilities are no hindrance to a child of our Heavenly Father. How does the kingdom realm invade earth? Through his children that are created in his image. So he talks about that in scripture, right? He wants the kingdom realm to invade earth. That's through us. How does it invade earth? It's through ways that are not natural or possible through this earthly realm, right? So there are no impossibilities with a miracle-working Heavenly Father. Um, so are we going to fulfill the purpose we were created for? Am I going to fulfill the purpose I was created for? Are you going to accomplish what you were created for that no one else can accomplish? That's the question. So as you're young and you start growing, you know, you have all these ideas and you're like, I want to do this and I want to do that. I know when I was young, I, was in, they, I had to decide if I was going to college what I was going for. That was a bad thing. I had a lot of things I wanted to do, and college really wasn't in the list of things I wanted to do. You know, <laughs> Everybody's different. A lot of people, it's great for them to go to college. For me, it wasn't. Um, I paid for my college through experience later, so <laughs> that's how I got my college, okay? Um, but everyone's different in that. So um, where are we called to be, and how are we called to get there? You know, I really feel... What it's been, 
um, 20 years now, 21, 20, man, that's bad. When you're starting to remember, having, tr- having trouble remembering how many years you've been saved, that's a bad thing, isn't it? <laughs> 21, 20, 21 years now, I think, I've been saved, walking with the Lord. And when I first got saved, it was real complicated in my mind of how do I accomplish what I'm called to because I thought that I had to get it right. So I had to know exactly what the Lord was saying. I had to go at it exactly the right way, and I had to do exactly the right steps getting there. And what I feel like the Lord's shown me, and I'm different than everyone else, but for me, it's not about exactly doing the right thing, exactly hearing what he's saying in my situation. What it's about is walking in accountability and taking a step at a time. If I take a step in what I feel like he's saying, and I step in the wrong direction, he's faithful to get me back in the right direction. Then I take another step. And so it's a process. It's not a thing of I can look ahead 30 years down the road and say, I'm going to be there, and this is how I'm going to get there. And there may be people like that, but I'm not that way. So it was freeing that to get to the place where I don't have to know everything. It doesn't have to be laid out perfectly. It doesn't have to be um, in my mind the way it has to happen, which is a big relief. (laughs) So I feel there are multiple reasons why we walk with brothers and sisters. We are all called to accomplish specific things here on earth. That being said, you have to walk in accountability with others. We are each called to do things other people have not done. So having brothers and sisters that walk hand in hand with you give you the security of knowing you're headed in the right direction. Don't ever get off on your own not being accountable to anyone. Okay, saying all that, once you are in unity and you're walking with brothers and sisters and you have a sense of direction for what the Lord is telling you, Push forward in it. Don't hesitate. Push into it. Don't use the excuse, I just don't know what I'm called to. Walk in what naturally flows out of you. Take it one step at a time, and he will lead you in all your ways. You know, with business, I run into people all the time, and they're like, I just don't know what I'm called to. I'm doing what we do, construction, and I just don't think this is what I'm supposed to do. Okay, that's fine. But what you're doing right now is what you're supposed to do until he tells you the next thing you're supposed to do. Period. If you're not doing anything, you do what you feel like he's telling you to do until he for sure tells you what to do. You don't get stuck in not doing anything. Okay? The world gets all mixed up in work and who they're supposed to be and what they're supposed to do because they try to figure it out in their minds. Our Heavenly Father does not worry about us taking a wrong step. So if you're walking in accountability and you take a step, I'm supposed to do this, and you start doing it, he will fix that step if you need it adjusted in another direction. But if you sit back and don't do anything, you may be sitting there for a long time (laughs) because he's calling us to action. He's calling us to do what we're called to do. And part of that is showing him a willingness to be who he created you to be. And I don't remember any callings that I've read about in the Bible being sitting at home on your couch. 
that I know of. <laughs> so let's not start a new one. <laughs> oh. I personally have always pushed forward in, in what I felt like the Lord said for my life, although I would say it's not smart for most. <laughs> Once I've had a peace of knowing what my Heavenly Father is telling me, and the security of those I'm walking with, whether it be Hannah and my brothers and sisters, then I'm not afraid to push forward. It doesn't really matter to me if the world says it's not possible, you can't do that. You know, you come from being a poor, being in a poor family, there's no way you're going to have anything. That's never affected me. Once I know what I feel, I'm pressing in it. So, it, doesn't, it didn't always go smoothly. It still doesn't always go smoothly <laughs> or easy, okay? But even though it doesn't always work out as I plan, I'm secure in knowing that when it doesn't work out, my father will bring good out of it because I'm trying to do what he's called me to do. And he's not a father who chastises you for mistakes. He loves you through your mistakes. Now, you may have consequences, but he'll love you through them and get you going the way you need to go. He is a father that loves beyond our comprehension and always wants good for us, even when we mess up. And believe me, I've messed up. <laughs> when you have my kind of personality and you feel a direction in something, then you do it. You're going to mess up sometimes because your feelings aren't always exactly what the Lord's saying. But the key is, I'm doing it out of a heart of obedience, even if I am wrong in the situation, and he always brings me through it. So, I definitely encourage everyone to not get caught up in little details. Well, I feel like he's saying this, but I don't know how to go about it. I feel like I'm not supposed to be doing this, but I don't know what he has. Be content in where you're at, and press forward in what information you have no matter how little it is just go with it and seek him in the process and he will meet you so I started listing out kind of my life major decisions and things and <laughs> I want to share that with you this morning so the first big step I listened to in the Lord was all of us when I got saved the encounter I had with the Lord he came to me it was a major encounter. Most of you heard it, and I accepted him. I said, I want to walk with you the rest of my life, and so that was my first big step in his direction. Then it was listening to multiple dreams in my life, so the Lord began to give me dreams of the steps I needed to take to walk out of what I was walking in, in that, at that point in my life. Then it was stepping into getting married, which I had said my whole life I would never do. <laughs> so that was a big one. You know, all these are big ones, but you do something you've always said you're not going to do. That's a real big one. <laughs> then it was starting our own business in construction. Then it was branching out into electrical and getting my electrical license to complement the construction business. Then it was buying a metal and trust sales company. And that was my big college because I was 
too immature and hard-headed to go to college. So the Lord said, no problem. I'll let you pay for college later <laughs> to this business. So <laughs> that was my college. And, you know, looking back on it, I would never, ever want to change it. And I still, and you may tell me I'm crazy. Maybe I am. I still feel to this day I've done exactly what he told me to do. And it was one of the hardest things <laughs> I ever walked through in my life. But what happened? He got me through it, and he taught me a lot in that process because he loved me more than I loved myself through that time. He carried us through all that, just like he always does. Then after that, it was expanding the construction electrical business. I decided, okay, we're, I feel like it's time. We're going to get big. You know, we're going to be a big company and he led us into that then it was getting my real estate license I felt like I was supposed to step out and get my real estate license so I did that after I did that the Lord told me it was time to downsize the construction company <laughs> so did I mess up in making it bigger I don't think so I felt like I'd done what he said but even if I did mess up he loves me more than I love myself he got me back where I needed to be. So he takes care of us. <laughs> After that downsize, the real estate began to expand more. And I could go on and on in what the Lord's done. That's just a little taste of the big things in my life the Lord's done as far as business and marriage and all that. But the point is, I would not recommend everyone doing what I done <laughs> I wouldn't say this is a smart decision do this 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 <laughs> but would I say I shouldn't have done any of those things not at all there's not one thing on that list I would say I shouldn't have done I felt like I'd done exactly what I was supposed to in each one of them that's who our father is he leads us individually you may have something that everyone around you says, that's crazy. You shouldn't do that. But if you have a father and brothers and sisters that's saying, you know what? We feel like you're right. That's what he's saying. Then do it. It doesn't matter what the world's saying. It is a major benefit to walk with a heavenly father who makes all impossibilities possible. That's the difference. So, <laughs> I have to know what the Lord's saying to me through the Holy Spirit, through those people around me confirming it. I have to know. A lot of times he may give us a dream. He may give us something directly from his word when we're spending quiet time. I don't know what it is. Somehow he will speak to us and we will have confirmation once we have confirmation, once I have confirmation, and Hannah's on the same page with me, I don't look back. I don't care what people say. It doesn't matter if I mess up. You know what? My father's big enough to fix my mess ups, and I'm doing what I felt like he was supposed to tell me to do. Don't ever get caught up in not moving because you're afraid of a mistake. He's bigger than our mistakes. So as we press into new things this year, I feel like the major key 
for all of us is to press into the Holy Spirit even more. Really and truly, you can pray with your brothers and sisters. You can spend time reading your Bible. You can do all the right things. And as you press into the Holy Spirit more, it will give us, you, me, revelation that we will not get any other way. It will not come any other way than pressing into the Holy Spirit and spending time hearing what the Holy Spirit's saying to us. What is he speaking specifically to us? And so I was thinking about that, and I looked up uh, on Elijah list. There was a word from Bob Blaise. I don't think I've heard of him before. Had you heard of him, Tony? He's from Oregon. Yeah, Oregon. Anyway, he had a word on there, um, and the title of it was, A Vast New Realm is Here. Put on faith and buckle in for the ride. Now, I'm only going to read just a little bit of this, but you can look it up on uh, Elijah list. And he says, I believe the Holy Spirit has moved and lifted the body of Christ into a vast new realm in the Spirit. Some time ago, the Holy Spirit pulled me into a vision where he stood me at a literal doorway and threshold in the Spirit. Beyond the doorway was the vast new realm where he was taking the body of Christ. The vastness of the expanse of the realm seemed as large as an entire galaxy, I was diminished in its presence, feeling no longer, feeling no larger than a speck of dust. It is a realm where God will perform many impossible creative acts for us with and through those who are believing what he promises. Great adventures of kingdom growth and conquest are assigned here. This includes a further revealing of things written in the heavenly scrolls of our identities in Christ and our destinies in God. For example, I have heard angels explain the name of their activities here in the greater Portland-Vancouver metro area as Operation Unlimited Possibilities. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. That's what he's doing in Owen County. When God releases revelation, it is for the purpose of changing things from the earthly to the heavenly. So put on your faith and buckle in for the ride. An angel of the Lord who was also there explained to me that this new realm the body of Christ is brought to is one where dominion is to be achieved. Listen to this. Dominion is to be achieved over sickness, disease, oppression, and possession. These are the works of Christ, and he has given authority in his name. We are to remember that greater in greater is his spirit within us than the rulers of this darkness. We are directed into this darkness as soldiers of his light, for the battle is not ours but the Lord's. The angel armies sent by the Lord of hosts are with us in this fight. The enemies are in pure terror, for they know we are advancing by the leading of the Holy Spirit, and they also know that the gates of hell will not prevail against the Lord's warring church and the mighty angel armies of heaven. Um, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not love, and it goes on, 1 Corinthians 13, 1, Paul understood that he was at times speaking languages of angels when he spoke in tongues. 
the angel in my vision also said, remember to speak other or remember to speak our languages. It will keep it will help lead you into the mysteries of this realm and of this fight. You cannot attain to understanding spiritual realities with your national with your natural reasoning. So dominion in this realm and over these enemies has already been promised to you but the key was seeking pressing into the holy spirit and praying praying that way because it's not done in our natural minds that's just like the healing for all the ones we was praying for this morning praying for them are awesome but then when you think of them through the week praying the holy spirit lift them up in words that we don't comprehend and we don't know. There's a key to that. The Lord's wanting to bring us into a new place in that. And not only has the Lord put us, put in us what we need to accomplish our calling, but he has also promised each of us dominion over our enemy. And I feel like no matter what we're walking through, no matter what we're facing, if we can press into praying in the Holy Spirit, seeking the Lord in a different language, because it gets hard at times, you know, when you're just praying in your own language and, and you don't know what all to pray and it seems dry and difficult. If you can pray in the Spirit, the Lord's doing way beyond what we can comprehend in those times. So keep pressing into that. So I put here at the end, so what are we afraid of? in each of our lives, our callings. What are we afraid of and what holds us back? I believe it's mindsets that hold us back. Just like we are guilty of letting our behavior patterns define us. I know I'm guilty of letting my mindset affect my outlook on situations. So what I mean by this, okay? So for instance, if I'm in the habit of procrastinating, not that I've ever done that, but I'm sure somebody has. <laughs> if I'm in the habit of procrastinating on things, what do I say? What do you say when you're in the habit of doing that? You say, I'm a procrastinator, right? Because that's what we're in the habit of doing. So our wives sometimes like to help us with that. Even if we don't say it, they like to tell us what we are, right? <laughs> But in reality, here's what the Lord was showing me with this. I'm only a procrastinator if I let my behavior stay in line with the definition of a procrastinator, right? So someone can't define me by saying I'm a procrastinator unless my behavior lines up with what they're saying, okay? So if I determine to do things right away and finish what I start and change my actions to the opposite of that definition of procrastinator, then why would I define myself that way anymore? I wouldn't, right? It's the same way with mindsets as it is with that. <laughs> it's... it's um, a habit we get into it's like we get ourselves in a rut you know we get ourselves in ruts of a lot of different things we believe something because it's all we've seen it may be all we've heard growing up so our mindset says this is not possible 
It's always been this way. It's always going to be this way. The Lord's calling us to be different. He's calling us to begin to act out and behave in the way that he has made us, which is his image. He's made us in his image. We're not in lack or need of anything when we're walking in who he's called us to be. So for us to label ourselves as something that has just become a behavior is us just giving in to not wanting to change our actions, okay? So my prayer is, Lord, help us to begin to behave in a way that our mindsets line up with your word and not this negative earthly realm. I don't want a mindset that says, I can't pray for that person and then be healed because that's what I've seen my whole life. How many people have I seen raised from the dead? Zero. So my mindset would automatically start with, you can't pray for that dead person and then be healed unless I begin to change my behavior and thought pattern to line up with what his word is. So, personally, this year, to me, is a, ma- a major goal in this year for me is, Lord, help me to change my thoughts and my behaviors to line up with your word where they've lined up with the worldly thought processes in the past. So, if I say the Lord is calling me to do something that has never been done, is it set in stone that it's impossible and I should give up on it even though I know it's my calling? Or do I link arms with brothers and sisters and get confirmation and press forward and start to believe the impossible, which does not exist in my Father's kingdom, and what does he want us to do and how does he want us to walk in this earthly realm bring it here to earth with us that's what the lord's saying bring his kingdom here to earth with us our thoughts and actions create our behavior patterns and the more we bring our father's heavenly realm here to earth the more we're going to see that we have no impossibilities in him. There is no impossibility walking in him. So, the other thing, let's see. The other thing I want to share with that out of Bill Johnson's book, just real quick, was he made a statement in here. He said, knowledge of truth that is unapplied eventually deadens us to the full impact of those specific truths. So when the Lord speaks to us in our quiet time and we know what he said and we see the difference between his kingdom and this earthly realm, then act on that. Because if you carry that knowledge of truth and you do not apply it, it eventually dies And the full impact of that is greatly diminished. And I feel like 
the enemies try to do that for years with the body of Christ. And the Lord's trying to awaken us to his mindsets, to his thought patterns, to his kingdom principles, which are way above these earthly principles that we walk in day in and day out. So if we can begin to be quickened to those little things he says to us, it can be as simple as like I started with praying for someone. You know, when you walk through a grocery store, you don't always feel I'm supposed to pray for this person or I'm supposed to speak this word to this person. But when you do, if you just act on that thing, it activates something and it brings to fruition something the Lord's wanting to do through you that he's only going to accomplish through you. That seed that he's speaking into your life is only through you. That's not saying someone else won't come and, and preach to that person, but they miss something if we don't walk out what he's called us to. They miss a little piece of that puzzle if we don't accomplish what the Lord's asked us to accomplish. And I really feel like as we press in to spending time in the Holy Spirit and praying, it'll be easier to respond. Um, it's not a duty thing it's not a thing of struggling of oh lord what am i supposed to do today i i got to do something for you it's just a basic walking in who we are and doing what he tells us to do and you know if you pray for that person and they don't get healed just tell them god loves them that's a pretty good blessing <laughs> for someone to be told god loves them that's a blessing don't get caught up in what happens or what does not happen. Only set your eyes on what the Lord's telling you to do, no matter how minute it feels. I know there's been a lot of times I've left a place and I'm like, I was supposed to have prayed for them or I was supposed to have just told them God loves them. I've had times where I'm like, I was supposed to just speak to that person and say God loves you and he just wants you to know. And I didn't do it. It's too late. It only is minor steps the Lord asks us to take, and it gives us the ability to. And I'm really excited for what he has for this year. When I was going through this and I was just spending time with the Lord, I didn't feel like it was a correcting thing. I didn't feel like he was saying, oh, you guys really need to get going. You've really messed up and needed this. It wasn't that. It was he's excited for what he has for us this year. And if we can just step out in the little things we're going to be amazed to see what he accomplishes around us this year. And I'm excited. I mean, I look at everyone in here. I, I can lift up every person in this place and say encouraging words of who you are, where you're at, and what the Lord's done in your life. And it's awesome. But when you're the one in the place, it's not as easy to see sometimes. You know, you don't see where you're at and what you've accomplished um, but everyone around you, they see it. <laughs> and um, I just keep coming back to the healings and things. I know Mariah's on her way to being healed, and we've got Zechariah's being healed, and uh, Azariah's been healed of the things he was dealing with. And, you know, as you walk, the Lord meets us, whether we see it or not. And um, I see Mike and Marty walking, and and I'm excited because I see the day when they walk in here and Ari is completely whole. 
and healthy because of who Mike and Marty are and how they've walked in the Lord. Um, it's an awesome testimony of who the Lord is, and it's going to be an awesome testimony of what he can do. It just is, and I'm excited for those things. I'm excited for all the different areas. You know, it's encouraging to me to see Lonnie and Amy here, and I'm sitting here thinking, you know, Lonnie's preached for years and had congregations, and it's awesome to have him in our midst. And I don't know how long that'll last, but it's a blessing that you two are walking with us now, hand in hand. Um, and uh, it's just encouraging to see what the Lord's doing and where everyone's at. And definitely, if you have anything that you need prayer for, that you're discouraged in, um, I want to, after the service today, just have anyone who wants prayer to come forward and all the kids and the adults gather around them because the Lord is faithful in things. It doesn't always happen like we think it should happen, but he's always faithful in every situation. So I'm going to close here in a minute, and if anyone has anything they would like prayer for, please come forward and we'll pray for you. I mean, look at Ron this last year. He went a year ago. They said he had a year left, and now they're saying it's almost completely gone. No, there's getting to where there's not hardly any traces of cancer, and we're claiming none. We're claiming it be completely gone. But that's how the Lord is. As you walk, he meets us, and that's what he's going to do this year. And just um, don't take lightly the ones in this room. You know, we've got awesome brothers and sisters in this place. We've got an awesome group of people. And I don't know, at times the enemy wants us to make us feel like maybe we're alone or, or maybe things aren't going our way because of this or that. In all reality, we all need to see how much we're loved by our Heavenly Father and how much we're loved by the people in this place that walk hand in hand with us. Because everyone in here is special. And they have a place. And we want to hold. What I felt like when I was um, getting this was it was like linking arms. We want to link arms and push forward with each other. And if one person hurts, we all hurt. If one person's excited and blessed because of something, we're all there. It is a unity in walking hand in hand. And um, so I just want to encourage you. Don't hesitate to communicate with your brothers and sisters what you need prayer for. Um, if you got something that's major, it's been awesome to see the ones that's been uh, free to put out prayer chains. If you have something that needs prayer, let us know. We'll be praying for you as a group. Um, that's what we're here for. You know, life's not easy, and the world makes us think that something's wrong when life's not easy, and that's not true. The Lord never said life would be easy, but he did say he would walk with us through all of it, and he does. And so it's an exciting thing to see what he's going to do and where we're going to be next year at this time. I'm encouraged. So if we would stand, I'd just like to pray for all of us. Lord, I just thank you for each and every person in this place. Lord, I thank you for all the families. Lord, I thank you for the unity. And Lord, if there's anyone 
in this body that's feeling right now at this time like they're alone or um, off to the side, Lord, I just speak love over them, Lord. Your Holy Spirit flooding their lives. Lord, let them know that we love them. And Lord, they are part of us. Lord, we're a body that walks in you. And Lord, we care for each other. And so, Lord, we lift each and every person and family up and say you're special. You're exactly who you were created to be. And, Lord, I just declare a shift in my mindset and everyone in this place that, Lord, we would begin to see our everyday walks the way you see them. Lord, that nothing is impossible with you. That, Lord, when you speak to us, it is the same as done because you do not ask us to do anything that we cannot accomplish. So, Lord, help us to walk in the fulfillment of who we are. Lord, teach us that who you created us to be is exactly who we're supposed to be, and we do not have to be anyone else or try to be any different than what we are. Lord, we're perfect in your sight. Lord, I see you as a heavenly father just laughing and smiling over all of your people because, Lord, you're blessed by them. Lord, you're blessed by each and every one of us. And, Lord, <laughs> you don't worry about mistakes. Lord, you only see the heart. And if our heart is after you, everything else will fall into place because you're big enough to fix our mistakes. <laughs> Lord, I just speak blessings over each and every person in this place. Lord, I speak uh, fulfillment of who we are all called to be. Lord, and I just declare an encouragement over our hearts and minds, Lord, that we would be encouraged with who we are and where we are and what we're doing. And Lord, we wouldn't um, get down or discouraged over situations, but Lord, we would know our Heavenly Father is big enough to change all things to work out for our good. And I just thank you for that, Lord. Lord, we just declare your um, protection over each and every one of us as we go about this week. And Lord, we ask for your will to be done and your blessings poured out over our body. And Lord, be with Ron and Teresa as they travel back. And Lord, we ask that what you've done in that send yesterday would go out to the world. Lord, that your body would bless the world with encounters from you. Lord, that they would go out and carry that mantle of Billy Graham, that, Lord, people would have encounters with you, that there would be miracles, signs, and wonders sent out from that place. Thank you for listening to this message. We just 